Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, what do you got for us? Oh, a little uh, this, a little bit of that. But, you know, sadly, we have to talk about a celebrity obituary this afternoon for the 520 Dirt Alert, and that would be singer Mark Lanigan, grunge icon and screaming tree singer. He's passed away at the age of 57. So young. That's so young. What did he die of? Well, he had been experiencing complications due to COVID-19. Yeah, and uh, we don't have any other information available, according to a statement on Twitter. Now, he did speak candidly with his month about his month-long battle with COVID-19. He said it led to hallucinations and a medically-induced coma. And that's really about all we know right now. Now, Lanigan was a close friend of Kurt Cobain, and he and Cobain were considered key figures in the grunge movement in Seattle in the late 80s and early 90s. Do you know him, Laurie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Screaming Trees. Yes, yes. So their biggest album, if you don't know Screaming Trees, was Mm -hmm. Sweet Oblivion. That was released in 1992. And if you remember the movie Singles, the Cameron Crowe movie from the early 90s. Yes. Yes. Well, they had several songs on that film's soundtrack. Right. That's young. Sad. Yeah. Sad news there. You know, and Dave Grohl is also making headlines this afternoon, revealing on Howard Stern that he has hearing loss and he's been reading lips for 20 years. Okay. Him and every other musician. But I love that he admits it. I can't think of a man in their in their 50s that doesn't have hearing loss. Can you, Lori? I think everyone I know has it. Really? Oh, I know a lot of people. Yeah. Well, Dave Grohl's 53 years old, and he describes himself as bleeping deaf. And he said he's had to rely on reading lips for the past 20 years. He hasn't gotten tested in a long time, so he admits that. Uh, But he does have tinnitus in one of his ears in his left ears. And he said, you know, it's been really hard the past couple of years because people have been wearing masks. You know what? We have heard this from a lot of people who are hard of hearing and deaf, that it's hard because you can see that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he said, you know, in a crowded restaurant, he said it's worse. The oh. worst thing is that, you know, wearing the masks. And if you're sitting right next to Dave Grohl at dinner and he can't see your lips, he said he wouldn't understand a bleeping word you were saying to wow. me the whole time. Just cause all that ambient noise and being able to focus in on such like an intimate, soft noise would be really hard for him. So that's Dave Grohl. This and you afternoon. hear that from people who are hard of hearing. I mean, restaurants that don't have good sound where the, the right. it just pings off the wall. It's it's unbearable. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it takes a lot to to be able to concentrate yeah. and to be able to focus in a restaurant, even to, with the person next to you. Admittedly, yes, that can be a challenge. So if you are experiencing uh, any form of hearing loss, that just uh, makes it exponentially more challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oscars are saying that they're going to be ditching a few awards for the live telecast this year. They're ditching some of them? Yeah, they're not going to be airing them on the air. So you'll still get Oscars. They don't know yet. So this Can we make suggestions? Uh, Yes. Small, short. (laughs) Short stack. Yeah, and international short. Well, there's no international short. I know, I'm just teasing. But the short (laughs) movie that no one watches that's a three-minute clip, just call them commercials and put them in the Cleos. Oh, my gosh. Woo! Julia has a real place. I hope that they don't get rid of, like, costume and sound and makeup, because those are important. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you get to have, like, real people that no one knows who they are rubbing elbows with the people who are in the movies, but without the costuming, the sets, the sound, the music. But, like, the the best foreign short film, we never watch those. Okay, fine, but I don't want them to get rid of some of those uh, areas. Well, there are 23 categories that were going to be presented on the air. They did last year. This year, we don't know what the Academy isn't going to air in the telecast. Now, this is just according to a report in The Hollywood Reporter. So the Academy is not confirming this. They tried this back in 2018. Don't you remember? And they delivered them to the people in their chairs or something. It was painful. They couldn't come down and get their award. Oh, yes. Remember? And it was so painful that the Academy was like, okay, well, we'll give everyone their award during the telecast. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they might. The Hollywood Reporter says they're working on the process, but it might be a pre-show and commercial break presentation like the Tonys. And then they clip and edit the results and air them later in the broadcast in real time. So someone's back there putting the clip together and then you get to be a part of a montage later in the telecast. <sighs> Basically, they're like, here's your vaudeville hook. We're going to take you off the stage. All right. <laughs> oh, now, your thoughts on the big entertainment story of the day for the 524 Friends this afternoon on Sherry Shepard taking over the Wendy Williams show. Well, it you know, I mean, you can't have the Wendy Williams show when Wendy Williams isn't on it and her contract is up and she's saying she doesn't know when she's coming back. And, I mean, you posted Sherry. She seemed quite emotional about it. She and is. she's been the best Oh, the best villain. That show is a perfect fit for her. She's quite good at it. Yeah, no, Sherry Shepard used to be a co-host on The View back in the day. And that wasn't such a great fit. Yeah, yeah. well, I it would be challenging to say, is The View a good fit for really anybody? But that's neither here <laughs> that's nor there. Right. <laughs> okay, you're so funny. That was good. Oh, uh, well, this new show is going to be called Sherry, and it's sliding into the time slot currently held by the Wendy Williams show because this is, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes happenings, but Sherry is taking the place of the Wendy Williams show. So networks across the country will be able to buy in and syndicate Sherry instead. And so Sherry Shepard is currently as, uh, acting as a fill in host for Wendy Williams. And uh, a statement from Wendy Williams. Williams's people basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, is like, well, it's a good business decision. Yeah, they didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's the upfronts now and you have to represent your next season. Next year, no one knows if she's coming back. Yeah. You can't do that. And it and sounds like jobs. she has said, I don't know when yeah. I'm coming back. And uh, so... 
Well, there's, yeah, there's jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and absolutely to your point, Julia. You know, I mean, it's it's wonderful that Wendy Williams has a show, but there's also hundreds of people employed by this production. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that they've been scrambling to fill in this entire season with a series of guest hosts, moving the bar further and further along the calendar in hopes that Wendy Williams comes back, but finally decisions had to be made. Yeah. So we're getting Sherry. Uh, People.com, People Magazine, woo, their cover story, they're running with it. Poor queen, her private pain is what they're calling it. Royal family scandal and COVID are going to take a toll, according to a royal insider. Well, I mean, earlier today, there were rumors that the queen had died. Right. Oh, don't believe Twitter, everybody. Yeah, I know. it, But I mean, you know, getting COVID. What's going on with her family? I would have, I feel so bad for her. I do too. What is the saying? You're only as happy as your unhappiest child. child. Oh, and then you have a son like Prince Andrew. Right. Woof. Woof is right. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, yes, Queen Elizabeth being diagnosed with COVID-19. Buckingham Palace has pulled her off of royal duties for now. They said they're taking it a day-by-day basis. She's 95 years old. She just celebrated her pat- platinum jubilee, and there are celebrations scheduled throughout the year. But, yeah, you have a son like Prince Andrew. And then mm-hmm. not even to mention your other kids, Charles. Right. Yeah, I, know. I mean, you know, on? rest well, oh, Queen, okay. and binge on your your favorite television shows that are probably corgi herding on BBC4. No oh. kidding, and have a double shot of Dubonnet. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. You're welcome. All right, Grant, what's happening? Is things loosened up out there, or is it still pretty bleak? Um, Looks pretty, yeah, no, no loosening up. It's, okay. a, it's a slow ride home, so like we said earlier, drive safe, drive slow, and turn your lights on, because... We're all trying to get to the same place. My talkers, thanks for joining us. We're coming back here to a little study of... A duh. 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 This duh. is the study duh. of duh with noted duh. academic duh. journal skimmer, duh. Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, Everybody knows. Yeah. Everyone knows that, duh. Duh. They did a study, and guess what they found out? They found out that people have anxiety if they're separated from their smartphone. And we say, duh! Oh my gosh. (laughs) And especially if you live alone and you can't call anyone to call you and you can't figure out... Oh, you can't find it? No. You can't ping it? Oh, I had a panic attack last summer over this once. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't figure it. I, I went crazy. Yeah. And you know what? I wonder if part of the panic is, like I thought about this this morning as my sister was dropping off me at the airport and I just thought what if I left my car in the, the my phone in the front seat I wouldn't even know who to call I don't know anybody's phone numbers except for my dad's number your number my home number your mom but I have not memorized my mom's new home number that came out yesterday um that people only 31 percent of people even bother anymore I mean think this is part of our memories I mean because I know my exes yours my mom's and mine. That's it. We I don't even a, know my yeah, kids. We all have a select few. I've got a few buddies and my parents. I've got like, because, bef- you know, we all had I to memorize. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I was just like, how would I call my mom to tell my I sister know Comcast. to come back? 2223333. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the reason why you probably don't know your kids is because. You did. You already had your phone at the time that they right. got their phone, so you just put it in there. There was no need to memorize there. it. No. But before we had cell phones, I knew the missed bar because that's where my dad would be. I knew the golf course because that's <laughs> right. where my dad would be. Yeah. I knew my house, and then I knew a friend. That's yeah. it.
And if you go way back to like my dad's phone number on the east side, Grandma Julia's PR nine seven seven four or something. Like oh that. my word! Because wow. he would, they would use the letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so old, I mean, this is a duh because yeah. people use their smartphones for their photos. They use their smartphones for I calendars. Mean, cal- one out of three people who have smartphones have never used a printed map. And so, wow. so there are parts of if you are doing a road trip, you definitely should have your paper maps because, because there satellite are parts, doesn't work in part of Illinois and in parks. And yes. it's yep. just like a good thing to have. But people have become so reliant on mm-hmm. that. But I'm like, yeah, we did. We need a study to tell us this. But boy, that that even comes out. I mean, it just makes it so true. Mm-hmm. We really don't memorize those things. I know 651-641-1071. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Add that. That's a good one. Add that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's our studio. Yeah. That's our this line. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, this is a report brought to you by the Fitness Protection Program. Yeah. <laughs> Lori's the chairman. <laughs> right. Grant's on the board. Oh, yeah. I'm the treasurer. Uh, oh, yeah. 50, half of Americans promise to start a new diet tomorrow, and then they never do. <laughs> half of us every day. Every huh? day. Wow. Yeah. Every day we, I've got a we make a promise to ourselves. We're going to eat more fruit. We're going to do this. Right. We're going to do that. Right. We're going to... Try not and do that and this and that. And then we open our refrigerator or cupboard and we're just like, whatever. But whatever. I'm too tired to think about that. It's gray out and yeah. I don't have anything going on. Yeah. So that's a study, Adam. Yeah. But that's right. okay. That's what but we're so here for. So now you're in the group. Okay. That's yours. Now, this will be, Casey was home alone this weekend for four days. And this is not a study of dad. But when you have a partner that you're in love with, how do you suppose they keep themselves busy when you leave? Apparently, <laughs> um, they watch, they eat the stuff that they want to eat. Right. They watch the stuff that only they would want to yeah. watch. And, and they don't have to clean. They don't care. And they're alone. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so they're... Lori's prepared. Remember, she always has to get out of her Cinderella travel shoes when she gets home. I do. And I'm starting it with a hair appointment tomorrow with Paul Felipe, who I haven't seen in a gazillion couple of months, Julia. Gazillion two months. Yeah. Is it blowout, are we? Yes. Nice. I mean, uh, Grant, I have to get a blowout. I mean, how can you be home? You got a facial after that and a massage. Julia. Back to normal life. Yes. It's so so stressful. And there'll be some cleaning and laundry and grocery shopping. And and the cleaning lady comes Friday. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. But anyway, (laughs) I will ask Casey, what did you watch? Because he will always end up watching... Something that, that you have no desire. Yeah, just like I this weekend watched Inventing Anna with my go. sister and my sure. mom, and he would have had no interest None. in that. And that's a lot of hours. Yeah. I mean, those were long episodes, I thought. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Okay, uh, over half of Americans, this is a study, over half of Americans think that they could be baristas at a <laughs> Caribou or Starbucks you or some other why? local coffee shop. I feel like everyone kind of wants to have a, a backup job because yeah. I can be a waitress or a bartender, I decided, but the drinks are too fancy right now. Yeah. I'd have to use a little book. Um, but barista, the, I don't know. That seems like a, it's kind of a stressful Environment. Uh, I could uh, take the order in a friendly way. Think of how early your mornings are. Well, Rushes. We, at- we would be afternoon baristas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're that busy. 
you know, Afternoon. two to seven shift to get coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a. We have to make all the frozen frappuccino drinks. Oh yeah, oh that would be the worst. I know, but oh. the reason why too is they offer health insurance. That's it. It's a. E- it's a nice. It's a nice stress-free job, sort of. And if you get, you get those afternoon hours, yep. I mean, everyone's looking for a way not to pay their outrageous medical yep. insurance. Yep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get this. Okay. All right. So, so keep that. Go. Keep that on our list of potential jobs. Lori, I like how you uh, scoffed at when she said all the frappuccinos because I've heard that whenever you order a frappuccino at any of those places, it's like oh, because there's so much work. The ice, all it's like right. the hardest drink to make. So. Yeah. It is. Oh. By the way, my mom and I were um, in the McDonald's line yesterday afternoon because she was like, "You went to a McDonald's drive-through in Seattle? They're not even open on Sundays. They're restaurants. What? It's all drive-through." Oh, I know. I remember that. Yes. Seattle is still on lockdown. They are. Lock- they they are have s- a bit of a lockdown still oh, happening, and uh, so we waited in line. And my mom just kept what? saying. If they're out or that machine is broken, what, I said, "What was she wanting?" You the sound cone. like Julia. A shamrock shake. Oh, oh! They came out yesterday with the Oreo one or just a regular. You could get either, but oh. my mom just wants the pure. Lori, why would you tell me that? Now I'm going to have to stop there. <laughs> I thought that you told us last I week. I did, but I haven't been yet. The she President's forgot. Day was the kickoff to shamrock shake. Did you have one yourself? I know I'm not a shake uh, lady. I don't. Yeah, but my mom was so happy. She goes, "Oh." So good. I'm going to at least get one more of these. She's got a gripe, though. There's so many times when you go to a McDonald's and, and either the McFlurry the, machine doesn't work. work or the cone machine. And I'm like, yeah. what? it just never works. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, it was working fine. And it really. How didn't, long was the line? Not, you know, at first we seemed panicked. Okay. It seemed very long. And then right. once you're in line, you're right. in line. There's right. no backing I, yes. out. And yeah, I bet it only took like uh, five minutes. Oh, I went to Costco to get gas yesterday and I saw the line. But I really only had 42 miles left, so yeah. I had to go all in. Yeah. It moves surprisingly fast, yeah, but I get stressed does. out when I see long lines because oh, yeah. I get anxiety and I think, uh-oh. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Read our cell phones. Yeah. And now here's my <laughs> here's my last headline that is really, I think, a study of job. Eight out of 10 Americans admit to they just react to the headline without even reading the story. <laughs> now that is a study of job. That is a study of job. Oh, they, yes, the rea- yes. Eight out of Guilty. 10. Guilty. Online article based on the headline. <laughs> that is. And it. when you read it. It's so taken out of context. Oh, the headline. A yeah. lot of times. Uh, depending on where it is. Yeah, you're right. totally right. I would give the Daily Mail the worst. Yeah. They are the worst. Yes. Yeah. At making a sensational <laughs> post yes. does it too. Same. Because yes. it's also, well, it's Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, right. The New York yeah. Post. Yeah. yeah. So it does have that kind of English. Sensationalized. English. Grab you and yeah. not really be truthful. All right. All right. So there <laughs> well, we go. Lori, we learned a lot about what we already knew. That's exactly the point of this study. <laughs> Lovely. All right, yeah. we'll be right back. Why are we singing this classic song? What is it shade even of, called? Whiter Shade of Pale by Proko Haram. And we are playing it today because Gary Brooker, the singer of that classic song and co-writer, passed away at the age of 76. And that is a... I mean, that's a rock classic. Yes, it is. Rock classic. It's considered the anthem of the Summer of Love of 1967. Oh, was that the Summer of Love? And in the big chill is that's when a lot of people got yes. on to, you yes. know, that were... That, don't they say, we skip the light fantastic? Yes, I, yeah, is I think it? you do. I love that line. Because it's kind of a Bach. Fantastic. 
uh, melody, you know, instrumental melody and unusual lyrics. And it was their debut record. And it is considered an anthem of the summer of love. And it sold, uh, it has 1,000 known cover versions of that song. Serious. Annie Lennox is one that people really love. Okay. And King Curtis. But it's been in lots and lots of movie soundtracks. But, um, the it was in the Ken Burns documentary, The Vietnam War. Yeah, this instantly brings me to like anything war my dad ever told me about or made me watch, right? Yes, because it's summer '67. Yeah. It is the height of the Vietnam War. The protests are happening, and it's just this. In 1977, along with Bohemian Rhapsody, these are oh. considered the two greatest greatest British songs of uh you know that era it's in the grammy hall of fame it's considered by rolling stone to be one of the top 500 songs but it was uh the co-writer gary brooker he's the singer his co-writer in the band keith reed he got the title because he was at a party and he heard another party goer saying to a woman you've just turned a whiter shade of pale that's a great line. And the lyrics that stuck in his head, and their original lyrics had four verses, of which only two are in the original. And, um, you know, uh, you know, the lyrics concern a sexual relationship, if you... They do? Know. Yeah. We trip the light? Yes, yeah, go. yeah. So, anyway. All right. And then a whiter shade of pale became a very, you know, thing in the English language, but... People loved him. He was a big, big, he raised a lot of money for charity. The Queen gave him a CBE, buddies with Ringo Starr and all these guys. So there's just, uh, you know, a lot of love for Gary Brooker. And that is a great song. It is a great song. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, he and it's called The Whiter Shade of Gray. I'm adding, it, shade I'm of adding it to a list right now. Yeah. Whiter Shade of Pale. Yeah. A good slow song, too. You know what I mean? Yes. You can slow song to that and... Run your hands up and down yes. somebody's body. Yep. Side a little bit. Side. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And he, you know. Joe Cocker did it. Yeah, so many people. Yeah. And he's been married to his wife, Frankie, since 1968. You know, the heyday of his rocking years. And, and what's stuff. his name again? Gary Brooker. God, he doesn't even come up. Yeah. He was, you know, uh, just one of those cool cats. But Ringo's posted about him and Joe Walsh. And just he worked with everybody. Um, Eric Clapton, McCartney, George Harrison, they all played on his solo albums. All right, so mm-hmm. so last week you left right after you watched Ringo Starr on Jimmy Kimmel. He was who, amazing. By the way, he looks like he's 55. Yeah, well, I mean, he, that's Colonics? because Barbara Bach makes him color his hair the perfect shade of not too dark. Yeah, and... He wears the tinted glasses, and yes. he's slim and fit. Yeah, and he has a tan, and he lives in L.A. He All looked right. good. Oh, he looked good. I love Ringo. He, he gave good. great couch. He and Sean White, they won the couch for last week. And Sean White was so darling, you know, and he was so okay with not, you know, winning. Yeah. He was so okay. I think he was so happy to be done. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's going to be a hell of a, you know, NBC. He's probably going to be of a course he is. Well, because you think of the success of Tara Lipinski and um, Johnny, Weir. Johnny Weir, how... They really were the standout stars of the Olympics with their, you comment- know, their yes. commentary and how and good they, they were. Good. And Apollo Anton Ono did the speed skating 
And he was good at that. Yeah, I saw him on a talk show. He was he on was with kinda... the first black woman that won speed skating, and I forget her name, but she was delightful. Yeah, and he has a book out about what to do, because he said one thing, every Olympic athlete, what, they, what do you do after? What do you do afterwards? He said, but a lot of people have these moments in our life. What do we do? I'm at a cusp, how to change right. it. it. Sounded like an interesting book. I really liked him, and I'm like, I just remember his hair and... The wipeout, right, and he was right. just like so it's fascinating. So what do you do after you've worked so hard and you're a star and then you've got nowhere to go? You didn't make a professional football team, baseball team. You didn't make Yeah, whatever the, it is. But I it, felt that way about my Broadway career. Just, <laughs> you brought some to us yesterday, yeah. which was beautiful. <laughs> if I could sing, I think I would have been a star. Yeah, you would have been. You Damn. Ha- you have the panaz, that's for sure. Damn, I was doing well, show What would tunes. I be doing? Oh, hmm. you'd be running. You'd something. be a critic. You'd be running. Or yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. you would. You're I, good. I'm at casting critique. movies. I'm. Uh, I'm finding. I'm <laughs> just right. reading scripts and passing them out and telling my studio contacts. But you would and you, getting paid like you know whatever you get paid Gigi for. Glazer, finding, yeah. what she used to do for yeah. uh, Glazer. Script reader, just yeah. reading. There you go. Reading books and recommending, and then going on vacation. And right, I was just going to say, not working too hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you could read. No, but think it's of true. how you could burn through so many scripts. You'd be excellent. But people at that. like have had this happen coming through COVID. Maybe they are finding out they don't really like their job that right. much, or they don't really like their partner that or much. They really I mean, don't like working. There's been a lot of epiphanies for yeah, people I think. as far as because it was just such a huge change, change. that we all went through together. Right. I read something. I think uh, maybe today that most people's lives are back to normal, except for people who have children under five. Yeah, I mean that that swing. I'm so grateful I didn't have young kids during this. Mm-hmm. I think that would have just been the worst. I'm grateful I wasn't a young kid during this to yeah, lose out right. on all those years. I mean, as well, much you as wouldn't know parents, what you don't know. Yeah, you, you don't know, know. But oh man, but yeah. There's gonna be a yeah. A lot of different things came out of this. Yeah. Damn. Is there anything good we're watching on TV tonight? Well, I missed The Bachelor, so I oh, didn't bummer. even watch it. Something happened on that. Okay, um, fine. <laughs> well, I'll catch up next week. Um, this is Us, you know, oh, which is wrapping up its last season. So good. Yeah. So that's, so that's, that's back tonight. That's kind of good. Okay. And we'll be back tomorrow. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow morning to your regular listening, but 8 to 9 um, for the My Talkies. Lori's going to be on the mile. Job done. Off you go. <laughs> 